Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. Later in the show, for Live Music Friday, Jeffrey Focalt, who has a musical residency in Shelburne Falls and is playing the Egremont Barn tomorrow. And we'll enter the Wine Thunderdome at Table and Vine and Taste Vino Verde, which is perfect with asparagus. Tomorrow is the NEPM Asparagus Festival, and we've been asking for your favorite asparagus recipes. We got a couple, one from Maureen Scanlon. Since you asked, she writes, in honor of my mother and her northern Vermont French-Canadian roots, I make her favorite asparagus asparagus dish at least once a season, steamed asparagus spears on a slice of toast with white sauce drizzled on top. We didn't know the word bechamel. I add a pinch of dry mustard or grated nutmeg to the bechamel. Classic. Happy Asparagus Festival this weekend. And we got another one from Donna Dussel who writes, You may have already seen this one before, but just in case, I discovered my favorite asparagus recipe in the late 70s, early 80s, back when Fitzwillies in NoHo was new. We would go there for the fresh atmosphere and trending frozen strawberry daiquiris. I always <laughs> ordered the same meal. Captain Fun's idea. This dip's was, dish was comprised of asparagus wrapped in a layer of ham and a layer of turkey and topped with either cheese or hollandaise sauce. I can't remember which. Today I mostly use hollandaise because because you've chosen wisely. <laughs> but I used plenty of cheese sauce over the years. You steam the asparagus not to death, but so it's softened, let it cool. Depending on the size of the spears, use two or three per roll-up, lay the ham down, lay the turkey on the ham, lay the asparagus on top of all of that, roll it up, heat it in the oven in a casserole dish until plenty warm, serve with your, with your choice of sauce. Great for any meal. It's like the turducken of asparagus, <laughs> which you just described right there. <laughs> we'll be talking more asparagus tomorrow as part of the NEPM Asparagus Festival. We're going to tape a show live from the stage starting at noon. We hope to see you there. But right now, hip-hop turned 50 earlier this year, and as part of those celebrations, we get to reintroduce ourselves to some of the folks that help make the genre iconic. Which definitely includes the artists who get sampled for beats and melodies, one of which is getting honored this weekend. We welcome back to the show Damani Gordon of Genuine Culture, LLC, who is hosting a Ramsey Lewis tribute tomorrow, Saturday, June 3rd, at the Divine Theater in Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Welcome to the show, Damani. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here back on the Fabulous 413. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. And we Mm -hmm. love what you've been doing in regards to genuine culture with these sort of things. So for those who aren't familiar with Ramsey Lewis, tell us a little bit about Ramsey Lewis. Yeah, Ramsey Lewis uh, uh, unfortunately just passed back in September 2022, but he was considered a jazz master. Um, Very innovative and uh, just pushed the line of what we call jazz music. Um, He was really funky innovative and just a very inspiring to uh, the hip-hop community and culture. One of the things people might not realize is Ramsey Lewis worked a lot with Earth, Wind & Fire. You can tell that yes. through some of their arrangements and he shows up on some of their albums too. Like Sun Goddess shows up for both his album and on Earth, Wind & Fire's album nice. and both are wonderful. Slight differences between the two but like still good and that's one of his most sampled songs yes definitely and yeah that's amazing connecting with uh maurice white early on kind mm-hmm. of before earth wind and fire and philip bailey mm-hmm. um so just i mean that's and that's probably what like if not my favorite ramsey lewis track it's just so funky gets you in such a nice groove right um but one of the best mm-hmm. for sure for people who are familiar with Ramsey Lewis, probably the most famous song, at least that I, when I think of Ramsey Lewis, it gets stuck in my head immediately, is the, the In Crowd, his version of I'm In With The In Crowd. And all of the, you know, the types of the way that he would lay it down it became iconic in the world of hip hop. So tell us a little bit about some of the samples that stick out to you from Ramsey Lewis and where they went into the world of hip hop. Yeah, uh, besides uh, Sun Goddess, there's uh, Les Floor. Mm. That's one that would just been uh, sampled um, as well as um, 
I can't even think of the name of the song now, but Music Soul Child sampled it, uh, Send In My Love. I think it's on this Funky, funky Sensations album. Mm-hmm. That's another great one. Um, and there's also like, you know, uh, being a soldier mischief, I know they've sampled uh, Ramsey Lewis, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, and the Fugees. Mm-hmm. And like, I forgot, entirely forgot until like looking a little bit more into it that the Minnie Ripperton version of Les Fleurs is a cover of his original. Like he did it first and then she added words later on for her album later, right. which is fantastic. Yes. One of my favorites <laughs> of hers or, or anybody's period. Like that song in any incarnation is just gorgeous. Yes. We're speaking with Damani Gordon of Genuine Culture LLC, who's going to be celebrating the music of Ramsey Lewis and his impact on hip hop tomorrow at the Divine Theater at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. You have time to catch Kalisa's band <laughs> at the Asparagus Festival. Uh, at ends at 7 and then make your way through the gateway. As in case you haven't right. had Sand. enough dancing, let like, <laughs> yeah. go. But you're bringing a live band into, in for this. Yes. You're bringing gonna, real uh, people uh, in yeah, for it's gonna this. There's going to be a, a live band. And the concept of this is that it have two sets. You know, the, the Ramsey Lewis originals that we just talked about, you know, Sun Goddess, Let's Floor. Um, and then the second set is going to be the hip-hop versions. And I just mentioned... Uh, some of the you know uh, uh, music groups and rap groups that have sampled them. So it's going to be two sets, um, and then we also have DJ Rex spinning some jazzy grooves before and after. So it's going to be a, a great connection of of cultures and music in terms of jazz and hip hop and celebrating Ramsey. Wicked so cool. you're going to play the originals, and then yes. is somebody going to rap over the where they would have sampled y- them? Yes, with the, with, with the live band for sure. That's yes. cool. So who are some of the people that are going to be doing that? Yeah, we have so on, on the the musical director is Michael Caraballo, who's going to be on the keys. Um, we have um, Dwayne Keith on the drums. We have Kyla Miles, who's going to be one of the vocalists. We have Omar Ghazi, who's also another MC, and DJ Stealth as the um, MC. Can't forget Joel Hewitt, who's the bass player. So we got a, a, a nice, young, fabulous New England crew coming through <laughs> to rock it. That is wicked cool. What, like... I can't wait to see that. I didn't realize that was going to get basically like you've got them doing it live over yes. and not covers, but freestyle. Well, it's going to be the covers, too. Okay, but it's gonna, cool. There's definitely going to be some freestyle <laughs> and improvisation, especially in the hip hop side of it. You know, there, there is an excellent website that um, I go to a lot that I know Khalees went to earlier today that like, if you want to know, like you hear a hip hop song, you're like, what is this? It sounds really familiar. Is it a Ramsey Lewis song? And then it's called Who Sampled? You go there, you type in Ramsey Lewis. Yep. It brings up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds Literally of Ramsey Lewis's yeah, awesome. um, <laughs> case of, of the exact songs and what was sampled and yes. in what song. 312 samples. 95 covers and three mixes. That they've well. recognized. That they've on recognized the on the website. There may be more. Yeah. There probably you know there's are more. more. You know it. <laughs> it's the IMDB, the Internet Movie Database of samples, which I like. I, I compulsively go to both of these websites <laughs> to try to research it. Or I yell yes. out to one of my children while we're watching a movie, hey, <laughs> that's right. what was this person in again? Yeah. And they go check it out. But it's really cool to see all these people, Tribe Called Quest, yes. featuring mm. Buster Rhymes, uh, Fuji's, as you mentioned, and it just the list goes on and on and on. These icons That's right. of hip hop. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fuji's are on real, here a lot, actually. Yeah. Most Def. I mean, it goes on and on. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, Damani Gordon, uh, made the music of Ramsey Lewis transcend into the world of hip hop in that way? What is it about what he brought yeah, to I, music? Yeah, I think he just brought, like I said, he was very innovative and he kind of broke away from that straight ahead jazz thing you know so it was it's his creativeness and he just really funky he just had a certain swing and a bop to him and i think that uh was the the connection it's yeah i mean like 
There's that moment in like the 70s where jazz and funk really like had children all over mm-hmm. the place. Like not just Ramsey Lewis, but like Donald Byrd oh, and yes. Ronnie Laws and like, th- but Ramsey Lewis especially like was kind of good at pushing that swing and that union yes. like in his work. And it's going to be so cool to see it, see people do it. <laughs> yes, looking forward for sure. <laughs> What does Genuine Culture have in store coming up for us to look forward to, Damani Gordon? Yeah, from well, Genuine Culture LLC. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Yeah, this I is, love saying the LLC. That's, that's, <laughs> gotta put it out there, right? You know what I'm saying? If you're thinking about suing Genuine right. Culture, <laughs> you better know you're a limited liability that's, corporation. That's right, LLC. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we know what we're doing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is uh, this is the first installment of a series that is called Hip Hop Live, nice. and it's going to continue this same concept with um, a live band. It's always going to have a live band. So our next one, we're working on uh, Hip Hop Fifty Live, the the Latin edition. Uh, uh, so that'll be coming up, and hopefully in, during um, Hispanic Heritage Month between nice. September and October. So nice. that's the next one. We're that's on. an excellent one. Oh, that's going to be awesome, too. So, yeah, go get on their newsletters. Go find out all the things. Yes, please do. <laughs> Once again, this tribute to Ramsey Lewis is happening tomorrow, Saturday, June 3rd, Divine Theater at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Let's hear a little bit of uh, Ramsey Lewis music before we take our break and say uh, farewell to our friend Damani Gordon here. <laughs> hey, thanks, everyone. Thank of course. You. Coming up, Jeffrey Foucault joins us in studio for Live Music Friday. But next, we venture into the dangerous waters of Wine Thunderdome, where two wines enter and one vineyard rules them all. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. This is like the one upside of climate crisis here, right? Good. Here's, a, here's an area of the world where the wines are light, fresh and fizzy sometimes, like easy to drink. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, my father never could have dreamt of having grapes get this ripe. We can make more full-bodied wine here. And now they are, right? The wines are richer, more powerful, more fruity, more intense than they ever have been. That's it. Climate crisis sucks. But you gotta look for the silver lining. We are- oh, one's gonna be you, silver lining guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, usually, I'm usually that guy. We have once again entered the Wine Thunderdome and we are here at Table and Vine in West Springfield with Michael Quinlan. Should we call it the Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome from now on, maybe? Oh, oh yeah, actually, was... I'm super cool with that. <laughs> Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome here at Table and Vine with Michael Quinlan. And what is this grape and region that you were talking about in regards to climate change that we'll be drinking today? So we're in northern Portugal, close to the Atlantic Ocean. But what's interesting about this wine, these wines are that they come from the same winery. They're made the exact same way and they're made from the exact same grape variety. Mm -hmm. The difference being on the north side of the river, you have granite soil and the southern side is schist. So Boy, this I don't one. think we can say that on any PM. We I didn't, can. Oh, I didn't say the price. <laughs> I just you not. That was not a price that we just listed right there. 
Look at what it says on the right up here. It's yeah. A, it says Vino Verde, Kalisa's favorite wine. Because it is literally one of my favorite grapes. Michael said that this is what we were tasting and I literally jumped yeah, in the air, was, so happy. I may have been some twirling and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Vino Verde what you like the most? Because it's so versatile and it goes with just about everything. It's perfect summer drinking, not that it's not good for the rest of the year. And for a long period of time when I was very, very broke, like it meant that I could have a good quality wine for very, cheap plus i think like in general portugal is underrated as a wine region and i'm not just saying that because i got to go there and have like much better stuff than at the time we were importing vino verde is such a crowd pleaser it's like you don't even really have to think about it but you're also not disappointed by it when you get it in the glass even though it's a crowd pleaser Absolutely. So Portugal is like this great concentration of old vines, right? Because it's a country that's not wealthy. So replanting vines just Anymore. because, like, yeah. right? They still Sorry can't afford to. slave trade. <laughs> so you've got this concentration of old vines here, right? And people that are making wines in traditional manner. You know, it's one of the great final bastions of still making great, cool European style wines. All right. So the name of the winery that's making these two different Vino Verdes with the same grape, which is? Encostas de Lima is the name of the winery. The grape is called Lorero. And it's one of like, I don't know, 12 grape varieties that are permitted to be blended into Vino Verde. Vino Verde is like a, usually it's a blend. And often it has Albarino, Alvarino, they call it in Portugal. Mm -hmm. But this is one single variety. The only difference in these two wines is the soil and exposure to the sun. Mm -hmm. And cool. keep in mind, the Vino Verde is a style, mm -hmm. not a grape. It's a place. Yeah. Place? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a style, It's, a, not it's a, an appellation, okay. right? Like a place. Yeah. Got it. You mentioned before that Vino Verde often can get a little bit frizzante, a little bit bubbly. How does that happen? Is it like the natural secondary fermentation in the bottle of places like Champagne and other sparkling wines, or is it something else? No, it, this has to do with the wines basically just being done with fermentation and being hit with sulfur, right? Because you need a little SO2 often to help preserve and being bottled immediately. So they're super fresh, bottled right away while the sulfur's still fizzing around in there. And then the, the wines are a little bit, like you said, frizzante. Oh, so the sulfur is what causes it? But it's not a sulfur. Hence it being called green wine because it's so, so, so fresh. fresh. Yeah. Vino Verde. Okay, what's the first one we should right, have? Michael Lemon from Table and Vine. The wine from the granite soils on the northern side of the Lima River. Yeah, that smells earthy. A little bit lemony, yeah. but like a creamy lemony thing, almost like a lemon curd. Ooh. I like that. Now I want some lemon curd, like at a brunch. Just a little bit of like honeydew or like Korean melon. Very refreshing as it goes down. Uh, Not very frizzante, this one, hardly at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Because I keep trying to get my wife to drink Vino Verde. She's convinced that she doesn't like anything sparkling in any level whatsoever. Not even Bud Light in Pride Month? Nope. I got some Bud Lights for us. That's trans TikToker Dylan Mulvaney, who worked with Bud Light on some advertising. Cue outrage from some and a pint full of transphobia across the internet. It is Pride Month after all. It is Pride Month. Yeah. I mean, it's still yep. Bud Light, and I still, every time I see somebody put rainbows on something, I'm like, we're being taken advantage of. Yeah. We appreciate when you support our community. The Stonewall Inn co-owner, Stacey Lent, says this public pour-out of Anheuser-Busch beers like Bud Light and Michelob Ultra is in response to political donations to lawmakers who are behind anti-trans bills. Charlie Beal is the president of the Gilbert Baker Foundation, which originated the rainbow flags for businesses to use to show their support and gay pride. Hundreds of corporations use our colors, especially during Pride Month, to uh, try to get gay dollars. And frankly, if 
they're going to wave the pride flag with one hand and give money to people who would vote for anti-trans bills or anti-LGBTQ legislation, we're going to call them out. Plus, the acidity in this is really nice. It's, it's real, isn't it? What I like about this wine is I think oftentimes it's so hard to decipher mineral from malic, right? Because malic acidity is so sharp in your mouth, like when you're biting into a green apple, that like super tart acidity. But mineral, you feel in the middle of your tongue. And this mm. wine displays it, which I think you don't get that from wines that are generally this inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Insert Alexander Hamilton joke here. Okay. Is that about how expensive it is? Yes. Nice. And that's about like kind of par for the course for Vino Verde. It's drinkable and affordable. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. It says granite right on the label. Right on the it's got label. a picture of granite on the label. Yeah. It's a cool looking granite label. Soil. Portugal, again, as we mentioned, is like one of those places that underrated, underappreciated globally. Get it while you can before mm -hmm. it is. Because again, climate change and all this stuff, it could become the next Bordeaux. Well, probably we not. Probably but we are not. talking about it on the radio. Yeah, here yeah. we are talking. So listen, everybody. Buy it responsibly. Leave some for me yeah, and like your other friends who may not be doing as monetarily as well as you are. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a toilet paper rush during COVID, everybody. <laughs> oh, can you imagine a Vino Verde rush? Oh, it'd be like the greatest day in the history of Table and Vines. It's just me with my car. Back it up. <laughs> All right, what's the second Vino Verde the from the same one? maker? The maker again is? And uh, Costas do Lima. And this is from the schist soil on the southern side. So the exposure is a little different here, right? You have a chance that probably it's shaded some in the afternoon. The stuff that's on the north side facing south, it's just probably getting sun all day. That's already like way different on the nose. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? They're so cool, I think, that that's remarkably different from each other. Yeah, none of that lemon, lemon curd stuff that I was getting for so, so, so many things in common. And again, this label um, has a picture of the schisty soil, which is like bigger rocks, yeah. essentially. And it says schist on the label, which is fun for me. Almost like a honeysuckle-y <laughs> thing going on yeah. there. Like there's this sweetness in the nose. This one is, is also not quite as acidic oh. on the palate. It's a lot more <laughs> delicate. It's asparagus festival tomorrow. So I think yeah. like this with asparagus. Michael's doing this thing oh. where he's just like, it, like making a motion oh. showing how it blooms on the yeah. side. So, right, so, so broad cool. on your palate, you feel it a much, a much more across your whole mouth, whereas the granite was like right down the middle. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming very similarly priced Those to the other. Yeah, the same price. Yeah. Wow. Same, so, same yeah, price. you know. You could actually go home and do this yourself. Or you could come to Table and Vine on Saturday because I'm working, so I'm not going to Asparagus Fest, but I will be here doing a Thunderdome tasting from 12 to 2 of uh -huh. these two wines. Ooh. Talk to me. Head to the Thunderdome yourself. But when you're done with that, you can come to the Asparagus That's, Festival yeah, because right. I'm singing. So we don't need another Pino. Yeah, like, you yeah, can you still totally, dance. totally get there by the time Soul Magnets hit the stage. At what this time? Five thirty. Yeah, Vino Verde dancing. We could have our own thing, like yeah. call it Vino Verde. You could put Vino Verde on your Soul Magnet rider. I'll take one of the granite and one of the schists and take the green M&Ms out. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You think we have a rider. Our rider is, please have a stage we'll all fit on. Thank you. Vino Verde. It's a perfect time. It's June. It's such a great mm -hmm. summertime wine. degrees today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah. Go out and sip and then like have another bottle to go with whatever you're eating for dinner because pretty much no matter what it is, it's gonna go with it. Yeah, and again, it's pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. And they're both, uh, by the way, 11, 11% alcohol, right? So they're not, you know, as strong as like, what you would normally see from Chardonnay at 13 and a half, uh, Sauvignon Blanc probably 14. That's because it's just so fresh and easy to drink. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's genuinely so fun to do this. What did you do when you went to Portugal, Khalees? I stayed in the middle. I stayed, like, not in the, the like, standardy areas. Like, people usually go to, like, Algarve or they go to Lisbon. And instead, I was in Coimbra, which is right in the middle. The cool thing about it was, like, A, I was, like, an hour and a half train ride from Porto so I could go to all the lodges. Yeah, because Port um, is what Portugal is this... very much known for wine. Although the Port is not technically made in Porto. It's made in Via de Gaia across the river. But... Like the cool thing about being in Coimbra was that like we were basically in this in the middle of the country where all of the historical stuff was. The largest excavated Roman settlement is in Portugal. And they are, at least at the time that I went, let you go in everything. So like you could climb the walls, you could go in the baths, like you go in the stoves. You can buy a pass for the week and it lets you into like the Roman sites, the cathedrals, like all of the monasteries. So you can go in the Templar uh, castle. Spooky. Uh, yeah. the, were the Illuminati there? No, but- They are on your Hamilton in Washington <laughs> though. <laughs> Templar have all sorts of labels of wine too. They do, yeah. right, especially in the south of France, you yeah. see a bunch of. Someday we should exploring the the breadth and depth of Illuminati wine taste. It could get us in a lot of trouble. I mean, like, like I already worked for a company that got a cease and desist from the Bilderbergs, uh -huh. so like maybe I don't want to go there. The Bilderberg Group. <laughs> Here we go. I, well, this I have a George W. Bush build a bear. But I'm not telling you. What if you what if you were to get like a little like loopy, you know, you get old and start drinking you again? You start to, yeah, start drinking again. Boy, I gotta tell you, I think that the first time I tasted these, I liked the granite better. In subsequent tastings, I think I like the schist better. The schist just has waves. It's the schist. It's the schist. It is the schist. <laughs> That's my vote. They That's are both vote. great. They are both but great. But the schist like does so, so much. And it's actually a really cool thing to get them both in compare and contrast. Not that I'm encouraging you to do so. I'm totally encouraging you to do so. The granite is the wine, like, it doesn't really need food, right? So refreshing. It's like the, the great aperitif. And then when you start to eat, the breadth, you know, and sort of uh, width, really, of the schist is just begging for you to say, hey, here's a little grilled shrimp or something. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. If I was just going to have a wine on its own, it would be the granite. But I think as an overall great wine, the schist is the schist. It's the schist, baby. It's the schist. Yeah. Is that unanimous? I think that's unanimous. It's unanimous, wow. Yeah. That being said, I'm gonna walk home with both of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's it, it's the winner. So good. Smuggle this into the asparagus festival tomorrow and do a little of asparagus. I mean, there'll be plenty of stuff for you to drink there. No, no, do, really. Bring I some asparagus home. Two guitar cases. Uh, and one is dripping with like ice melting. Totally normal. I'm with the band. Totally normal. <laughs> I'm in the soul magnets. There's like a hundred of them. You won't even know if you're it's in the soul magnets. If you're not carrying, if you're not like actively like working on reeds by the time we're at Soundcheck, I know you're not with us. <laughs> I can count. And then again. If you are on your way to Asparagus Festival, do a little tasting with Michael Quinlan here tomorrow, and then go catch Soul Magnets at the Asparagus Festival. Mm -hmm. yeah. West Springfield, Table and Vine. These wines are also available in the Northampton Big Y. Heard of it. That's more convenient, but I'm not there. Come to where the fun tasting is. Yeah. Somebody will actually like converse with you about all the things that we said here, and you can like refute their opinions. <laughs> I wouldn't. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the Soul Magnets. Oh my God. We're playing tomorrow as part of the NEPM Asparagus Festival alongside Mr. G, who will join us for our live taping tomorrow, and the Wolf Sisters, who we invited to the live taping but aren't going to be there in time. But... And poor Monroe, who you've heard on this show before. Yeah, so we didn't invite them because you've already been on the show, poor Monroe, but we like you. We, we still love like you. you. We think you're great. And what was fun last night after, you know, being in Wine Thunderdome mode most of the time, I was watching the final episode of Ted Lasso, and I got 
a text from Khalees. Where were you, Khalees? So I was at Fame Bar and Lounge in Holyoke because they had drag karaoke, and one of the queens who is a friend of mine, Serenity Lockhart, was hosting it. So I went, and someone did the song. Play the clip, Betsy. modern person that I am I'm immediately took video. You can hear me singing in that clip oh, way yeah. better than I do in the clip that we I play know. every week. I think you sound great way in that better. clip too. Uh, uh, but like thanks to Fame Bar and Lounge for having drag karaoke so I could go out and experience that. The whole bar joined in. It was really lovely. And thank you to Tina Turner who was always the inspiration of every Thunderdome I've ever been a part of in my life which have <laughs> the wine Thunderdome is I, only the honestly, most recent it's incarnation. More, it's more Thunderdomes than most people get to experience yes. including the people in that movie I would say. Yeah, there's only one Thunderdome there. I had a, uh, one time I had a Paper Rock Scissors Thunderdome for Green River tickets. I had a Cancer Connection Camp Out Grateful Dead Thunderdome that I had to subject myself to that music uh, to raise money for the Cancer Connection. And now with the officially renamed Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome. Truly. Coming up, it's Live Music Friday, and we've got Jeffrey Focalt here in the studio. He's going to have a residency in Shelburne Falls for the first four Fridays in June. He's also playing the Egremont Barn tomorrow. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, helping customers make the switch to solar for savings, energy security, and tax incentives. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Jeffrey Foucault says, hey, that's me. And it sure is. That is that's the recorded version of Jeffrey Foucault, but it is Live Music Friday, and we've got the real deal here in the studio, also joined by Jeffrey Foucault's drummer and drummer extraordinaire across the valley and beyond. And beyond. Donnie McCauley. <laughs> we may or may not get into that conversation uh, a little bit later, but we'll see. Um, and Donnie has been on the show already. We were paying tribute to one of our uh, fallen local heroes who passed away, Doug Tibbles, the drummer for Stone Coyotes. So you may have heard him then. But Jeffrey Foucault, originally from Whitewater, Wisconsin, a transplant now to Shelburne Falls. And you're going to be doing the first four Fridays at Floodwater in Shelburne Falls residency, which always sounds fun to me as an artist to be like close to home and have a place where you can go play multiple times as in, in sort of like a it feels like a series, you know. Yeah, we do it all wrong now. We, you know, we fly to whatever, you know, Milwaukee or or uh, Anchorage or somewhere, and you rent a car and you drive around. It's much better if you can just go play the same club over and over again yeah. and let the people come, <laughs> people to, come you. to you. Yeah. It's your turn to fly. <laughs> yeah. Also, you will have to take a little bit of a trip from Shelburne Falls to Egremont for the Egremont Bar uh, tomorrow night. But uh, let's start out with a song. All right, we're going to do a tune. Um, I wrote this for my friend Billy Conway, a drummer I was on the road with uh, for about 13 years, on and off, mostly on. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Solo modelo. 
Solo hotel Solo I can't tell you But I'm wishing you well I'm wishing you well Solo gas station Solo cafe Solo I've been crying Since you went away You went away You went away And I know you've been walking The valley alone One crow above you He won't leave you alone I know you've been singing Your way through the dark And your silk scarf and denim That don't keep you warm No, no Solo Milwaukee Solo LA Solo I've been thinking about Walking away And it's Solo Black Coffee Solo Green Room I'm Solo at Midnight Yeah, I'm still so long at noon So long more day So long more day So long more day Just so long more So long more Die on the ending there. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeffrey Foucault. Live Music Friday with an assist from Donnie McCauley on the drums there. And uh, you, you wore a Modelo hat today. Was that intentional for that song? You know, that's my fishing hat. And I realized as I was, I've got... Oh, wow. Oh, you, have, you have a lure inside the, the I was like, something, something is sticking my forehead. And it turned out it was, I've got the, it looks like a stonefly nymph here. <laughs> That's the, you know, the cautionary tale of putting the lures in your hats. Yeah, well, you don't think about it, you know. I mean, yeah. but it's an easy way to put them where you won't lose them yeah. accidentally yeah. in whatever, wherever you happen to be fishing. We, well, we had a quick conversation speaking about fishing um, the other day at an event that we'll probably talk a little bit about here where you, uh, you've been now, uh, we talked about your residency and people driving to you, but sometimes you do go out on tour, but you have been essentially planning your tours around fishing trips. Is this true? <laughs> I hope my agent isn't listening. Uh, <laughs> we hope they aren't either. She, she's always like, you know, it seems like you would make more money if you didn't take three days off in a row to fish in the middle of the trip, you know, <laughs> or like that happened twice on the last um, 
trip I was out in Iowa and I was fishing with Greg Brown. You know the songwriter Greg Brown? Yeah. He's one of my oh, yeah. absolute favorites. One of the, the greatest, deepest voices in all <laughs> of music. Oh, yeah. Music. Yeah, yeah. So I was driving around uh, north of Decorah with, um, with Greg for about three days and his buddy Carl, who's a painter. And um, we were fishing the Spring Creeks there. And then I played a show. And then I met my brothers in southeastern, uh, sorry, southwestern Wisconsin, a town called Viroqua, and um, fished the other side of the Driftless, which is that, <laughs> that little hole and uh, where all the, the Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin come together. It's called the Driftless because it wasn't glaciated in the last ice age. So it's a, one of the oldest intact river systems you know, in the world. It's amazing. Really Trip cool. combined, you know, tour and fish. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. <laughs> I have two... Uh, so my first question is, what is it about folk singers from Wisconsin that concentrated them in this area? Because now you're our third. There's Peter Mulvey and Pamela Means and you. And is it all Peter Mulvey's fault? I mean, I think that's a sound policy. Uh, <laughs> it's the Mulvey tractor beam. In, I mean, in, in I don't general. blame him. <laughs> but... I opened for Peter in 1999, I want to say, back at the little club where I in the town where I lived. The, the guy that owned the club mm-hmm. would put me on to open for anybody he thought I should meet and be, you know, in front of their fans. So that's how I met Greg and Chris Smither and Peter Mulvey and mm-hmm. Bill Morrissey, a whole lot of other people that would come through from different parts of the country. And... Yeah, uh, Peter and I ended up staying up, you know, half the night playing guitar. And then he said, have you ever recorded any of this, you know, music? And I said, no. And um, so he said, if you make a record, I'll, you know, I'll pitch in and play something or, you know. And then I did, and he played a little bit on it, and then he gave it to his agent. And then um, I guess somebody who was working at their management company, at uh, Carol Young's management company, uh, this woman, Carrie Bernard, said, do you, you know, do you want to, try to do a tour on the East Coast. And this is maybe 2001. I'd never been east of Michigan at that point. So I came out here for the first time and had a great time, played a bunch of shows. And then I had a manager and then I had a, you know, a booking agent. Then I had a label and then then I was on the road all the time. (laughs) So what kept you here? Because, you know, you've been in the you've been in the area now for a while. I will give you three guesses. (laughs) Wife. Yes. Yeah. Did I get it on the first guess? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Love, generally speaking, what causes all the, the movement. But um, and you're married to the great singer songwriter performer Chris Delmhurst. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris was playing music in the Boston music scene. She didn't get. Didn't want to get very far away from her um, bands and musicians that she was used to playing with. And I didn't want to live in a city, so we ah. compromised, and I moved. A thousand miles east, and she moved a hundred miles west, <laughs> and we met up in the middle. It sounds like the political compromises we've been hearing about. <laughs> no further comment. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, let's hear another song from Jeffrey Focalt, who is playing tonight at Floodwater in Shelburne Falls, and at the Egremont Bar uh, tomorrow night. All right, this is a song. I did. This is re- these are all sort of new songs. I have a record that's. Um, what we call in the can. It's made, but no one gets to hear it yet except me. And uh, uh, and I truthfully don't listen to it. <laughs> uh, this one's called Wood Smoke. Wood smoke, pipe smoke. What will you remember? Half-lit doorway, hot fake leather old green car. Dust in the sun Parked by the river When the 
river still Cocktails, mare's tails, chickens in the grass Supper on the table and a bucket for the ashes Hard work sometimes, love all the time Heat lightning in the window, a train whistle dying All I want to know is what's going to stick around Is anybody listening to what you're laying down? When everything you loved is gone and you're nothing but the sound of a ghost and a speaker and the curtain comes down. Swallows and risers under the bridge Dogwood and plum blossom, brown eggs Quince honey mama in the garden Pushing back her hair If you're going up to heaven I'll meet you there All I want to know is what's going to stick around Anybody listening to what you're laying down? When it's all said and done, you're nothing but the sound of a ghost and a speaker, and the curtain comes down. It's the Live Music Friday here in the Fabulous 413, and we're joined by the fabulous Jeffrey (laughs) Focal, along with Donnie McCauley on drums over there. We're going to take a little break, and we'll come back and hear a couple more songs. Uh, Jeffrey Focal, you can hear him live tonight in Shelburne Falls at his his local, and you can uh, check him out at the Egremont Bar. Barn, Barn tomorrow, which is a bar, but uh, tomorrow as well. You're listening to the Fabulous 413 on NEPM. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back to The Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Kalise Smith. It's Live Music Friday, and we're joined live in the studio by Jeffrey Pocalt, who will be playing at his bar in Shelburne Falls as a residency at Floodwater for the first four Fridays in June, which today is number one, and then tomorrow at Egremont Barn in Egremont. But Donnie McCauley, who also joins on drums, Jeffrey and I were all part of an event a couple weekends ago at the Shea Theater where we were paying tribute to a person in our very tight-knit Western Mass musical community who passed away far, far, far too young uh, in tragic, uh, almost uncomprehensible means, Kate Lorenz, uh, who, Donnie, you were her drummer, and Jeffrey, you were her friend. I was her friend as well. And uh, that was a special... It felt like a musical funeral that we were all part of, but it was something that was really hard for me to to be a part of, you know, recognizing her actually being gone, but it felt like a very healing musical moment. Yeah, I think those sort of things can be difficult for a bunch of different reasons, but um, if you're going to do one, that was the way to do it. It was about as perfect as it could really come off. And Matt, uh, his uh, 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 Kate's brother, Matt Lorenz from the Suitcase Junket um, and all the folks at Signature Sounds, uh, they did just a fantastic job, you know, organizing it, making it work. The people at the Shea um, put such a, a great deal of work into it, and then it really, it sort of took wings on its own, and it was a real special thing. Yeah. What was your take on that night, Donnie? You know, it was just, it was really a, a great labor of love, you know, and she was such a wonderful person, and to see all of her friends come together and, and do her songs... Um, it, it all felt very, it all felt very perfect. Like she had written them for them. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Lorenz, Suitcase Junket, did a great job of trying to figure out yeah. what songs met which artists the best way. And we exactly. all had great stories to share about her. And, you know, hear legends like Chris Smither doing her songs mm-hmm. and Goody Goodrich up there. We haven't been seen him play for a while. All these people, a part of that musical scene are, are, are pretty incredible. Yes. Yeah. Who had, Kate had played with each and every one of them <laughs> in one way or another you mm. know, and, uh, or wanted to in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it was very fitting. It's yeah, a beautiful it's, you know, to, to have all those people on stage together and realize that there's this cat's cradle, you know, if you shine a flashlight on it, you'd see all these invisible connections that most of us didn't even realize existed necessarily. And they were all Kate. Yeah. Which, you know, I think that's true for a lot of people, but uh, Kate specifically had that power. The other extra 413 musical connection that we won't dwell on for long because I, I don't uh, – this is Jeffrey Full Cult's moment in the sun. But Donnie McCauley, <laughs> your day job is you are the drum tech for a small band that people know of as the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Those little, and, little uh, blues rockers from London. Yeah. Little, yeah. little known band. <laughs> yeah. you, you may not have heard of and them. And it just so happens that today is the birthday of the late Charlie Watts who yeah. you were his drum tech for, for how long? Uh, we worked together for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, – Work together, and work is is a loose term because it was. I never felt like it was work mm. with him. I'd worked for a lot of different people, and it did feel like work. Yeah, for him, it was just uh, you know he was a mentor, and it was just it was just this gift. Do you hold the sticks in a jazz grip in his honor, or did you do that with the match grip? Holding the stick in the classic, I can't describe it for the radio very well, but almost <laughs> like chopsticks as opposed I, to uh, like a fork and spoon. I've been playing drums all my life, and probably the reason why is the great jazz drummers. But years and years ago, I mean, maybe 30 years ago, I started playing that way because of Charlie Watts. Mm. And then you get to go and, and I get to work see with him, him day actually in and day do out. it and how the hell he did it. It's just, <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. It's just, it's, That's yeah. the coolest his thing His 82nd ever. birthday today. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, long live the memory of the great Charlie Watts. Yeah. And you're going to hear more of them. The record that comes out has some, that's coming out later this year, has some of his, uh, his, the Stones his record. craft. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Excellent. That's yeah. great. Well, let's hear some more from uh, Jeffrey Focal. Why don't you push that microphone back over to Jeffrey's oh, yeah. guitar there, what Donnie? Uh, all right. So this is one. And this is another new one. I started writing this a long time ago and it went through a bunch of different iterations and then um, I don't really finish anything unless I absolutely have to so I was on uh, the way to the studio in the car I feel like I identify with that in the morning just like sometimes deadlines are, are better at making you finish things yeah <laughs> at some point you know like new information could come in at any time right? so, uh, uh, so this one's called moving through and it's uh, I still don't really know how it goes so it's different every time good luck to everyone you know. Moving through the city lights, neon cold, sodium white. I don't know where I am tonight. Moving through city lights, city lights. Moving through the heart's worn fields, sown in salt. A bitter yield, and I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I keep moving through. I don't know what's real. I don't know. Dance plane 7 11 to the interstate. I know it's all gonna blow away. I keep moving through anyway, anyway. Diamond dust, the world we made, the world that was. And I know, I don't know why, I don't know what I'm here to do. It must be love, it must be love, it must be love, it must be. Jeffrey Focalt, this live music like Friday that. in the fabulous 413. Sounds like you knew that song to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> got a little, little bit of confusion at the end there. It I'm, just feels different every time I play it, so I'm always like, I wonder what's going to happen this that's time. That's what's fun about live music, right? <laughs> Constantly impressed by your finger picking. But, oh, um, thank you. Got to talk about your guitar. I know this is such a good topic for radio, totally a visual medium, but like you have this tiny Martin. Yeah. <laughs> It's this a martini. A, it's a single O. So no, it's a small no, it body. is not Monty. It's not a martini. <laughs> well, it is Friday. Uh, uh, it's a single O uh, 18. So it's um, a little tiny guitar, a little bigger than a parlor guitar with a slightly longer neck scale. And it's, this one's from, I think, 1940. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 1949? Could be seven or nine. I can't remember. It's right around the time my dad was born. And I always think it has a similar personality uh, it's not it's not dying to please anyone uh, for instance but you uh, still somehow love to hold it every day yeah well this one actually um uh uh trevor healy has my uh uh, uh my gibson guitar this is sort of my road guitar and he's oh. fixing it right now so he's the man yes yeah, so uh he's hopefully loving it up right now so this one which has been hanging in Chris's office for a while, is finally getting to come out and play, so that's fun. Uh, it's it's clearly well-loved, and it sounds awesome, oh, like yeah. Chris Martin's. It's yeah, it's be... getting to Willie Nelson levels yeah, of impression. Into the but not quite at Pamela Means levels, because you don't have an actual hole in yeah, your guitar Pamela has yet. a hole. Yep, so yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes application. Thank you so much, Jeffrey Folkall, for playing for us here today in the fabulous 413, and Donnie McCauley as well. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Come to the NEPM Asparagus Festival tomorrow. We'll be taping the fabulous 413 from noon to 1. Our special guests will be Representative Jim McGovern, Ashley Randall from the Massachusetts Department of Agricultural Resources, Scott Soares of the USDA, the folks of Black Birch Winery and Loophole Brewing. We'll have the music of Latin Grammy winner Mr. G, and we'll talk with legendary Hadley Asparagus farmer Wally Sykowski. And if you can't make it tomorrow, you can hear the show here on Monday. Our director is Tony efforting as they say it in the news business done our engineer is betsy it's bad to be credible lengto our technical team is bart gold cadillac gas tank rankin cara brings the good donuts for donut day foster and punk rude boy dubay thanks to spouse happy valley guitar orchestra ramsey lewis wizard of oz cool and the gang itv news picks 11 news the music man carl orff jimmy kimmel live soul magnets jeffrey Foucault, and tina turner i'm Khalees smith and i'm monty belmonte we will see you s- on monday and or tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. And the, the fabulous, fabulous 413. 413.